Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Have you made your bets? Have you got the dip ready? Have you had a bunch of chips laid out? Did you go to the grocery store last minute to get something that you know you forgot for the party? Because you never have everything. There's always one fucking thing you're missing when you throw a big shindig for New Year's or the fucking Super Bowl. It's always last fucking minute. There's always one item, some specialty root beer that you forgot, or some some sort of party dip without, uh, you know, gluten or dairy in it for somebody who just need the only one person and you're gonna get stuck with a fuck you get the smallest container you can but still a tub of it and then you never want to eat that you don't want to eat that shit that's the worst party dip you could get is the one that's specialty for somebody's diet and you never want to eat again you try to get them to take it and they won't take it they're like no no this is just my treat for these kind of special occasions this is just my treat for these kinds. Of, so I don't want it in the house. Otherwise, I'll just I'll gobble it all up. That's why I want you to take it. I don't want it to go to waste. It, I don't want to waste it. I have a problem wasting food, you guys. I don't want food ever, ever getting wasted. I try so hard to eat everything. There's shit in my fridge I'm going to eat right now. I'm just going to gorge. I'm just going to eat a ton of stuff because I don't want it to go bad. But no, you can't take it because it's you'll you'll eat it too fast and you'll just it'll you can't control yourself. Why can't you portion it out? Hmm? Hmm? Maybe that says a little bit more about you and your dietary restrictions than it does about me. If you if this it's a dietary restriction, you need this dip, right? Because it doesn't have dairy in it, so it doesn't upset your tummy. But you can't eat too much of that dip, otherwise uh you're gonna throw off your figure. I figured with no dairy in it, it makes it a little healthier. Wouldn't it? I don't know. God damn, I don't know. I just went on a fucking tear there, dude. I don't fucking... It, it drives me insane. Specialty requests. I try so hard to... If I'm getting invited to anybody's place for any kind of shindig, I bring whatever I think I need. If I need something special to myself, I will take the burden of my own responsibility and bring it myself. Because that's what you do as an adult. You bring what you need, okay? And if other people maybe want to... You know, try it out. Fine, that's I'm cool with sharing too, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna put it on the host. Make sure you have gluten free pizza, you know, or uh, lonely light beers. I can't drink a full one, you know. I'm I'm, I'm bringing my own stuff because that's what you do as an adult. You don't well, hope that somebody else is doing it for you if you have specialty requests. Okay, this isn't the Marriott. Okay, this isn't the Four Seasons. Okay, uh, you're not staying here. You're gonna come over and watch a game, and you're not even gonna watch the game. You're gonna watch the commercials because that's the kind of person you are. <laughs> There's a bunch of people listening to this right now, going, "Man, I'm almost all those things yesterday," and you should feel shame for it because this is coming out on the Monday, and I'm shaming you now. It is what it is, though. Hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl. Hopefully you enjoyed the time, whatever aspect of entertainment you wanted it for, whether it be the halftime show, the game, the commercials, whatever you tune in for, I hope you enjoyed it. That's what it comes down to. And I hope you didn't bother whoever hosted. You know, if you have 
I hope you just appreciated their effort into throwing you a nice party. Nothing new there, though. Everybody knows about the Super Bowl's do's and don'ts. But I think what I said applies to all parties. If you have a special, just bring it yourself, guys. Just be an adult. Go to the grocery store. Get what you need and bring it, okay? I don't care if you can't have a full can of it at home. Otherwise, you're just too indulgent. That's on you. Don't put that shit on me, and then I have to keep this dip in my fridge for, like, six months and forget about it because it got pushed to the back. Okay? By the way, I don't understand how people's refrigerators get like that. I think we all have a friend whose fridge is just packed to the gills. Like, just shit gets pushed to the back, and it's just all sorts of stuff in there. And you're just like, how does your fridge get like this? Do you guys just not eat anything? I know I'm a single dude. But I've also lived with somebody, and I, I've I've had roommates, I've had uh, living girlfriends. Uh, I've li- I don't understand how the fridge gets so packed. Do people just not eat what they make? I, I they, they put leftovers in there and then they never touch them. I don't get it. That drives me bonkers. I, and then they don't go through their fridge. They maybe go through the fridge once a year. That's unacceptable. You should be going through that thing once a week. Once a week, keeping it clean. That's where all your food is. And you, who knows what you're allowing to grow in there. What kind of... You know, you probably have penicillin growing in your own fridge. I guess that's nice. At least that's a good thing. You got some nice penicillin growing in there in case you get an infection or something. <laughs> in case you need to f- fix your syphilis or gonorrhea. You got penicillin right from the source in your goddamn fridge. But other than that, I think you should probably clean out your fridge now and then, okay? I just don't understand how it gets that way. Eat your leftovers, people. It's not that bad. You made it. You liked it. It tastes just as good reheated. And if you're like, no, the microwave drives it out, use the skillet. Dude, I just, the other day, for some reason, put a little bit of butter in a skillet with a with a, the lid on it, put some chicken back in there, back in the skillet, warmed it up that way. You know, takes a little bit longer. Takes about ten minutes rather than the two minutes in the microwave. But man, worth it. So fucking worth it. Moist. You got moist chicken again. Nice and just falls apart again once you get that butter steaming through it. I'm telling you, that's a game changer. Or use the oven, man. Put a little butter on top of it. Put it in some aluminum foil. Fucking let the butter just get it all back to just revive. That chicken. You don't want to eat dry chicken. Nobody likes dry chicken. I'm telling you, you do it that way, boy. It ain't gonna be dry. It's gonna be delicious. Yes. Anyway, man, I, I was. Uh, I'm just rambling at this point. I don't even know what I'm talking about at the, anymore. I don't know. If it's been a weird Sunday, you know, I'm trying to just get shit done. Trying to get this done. Had to run around, go to the grocery store. Had to do my least favorite thing of all time, which is getting my oil change. I, I know I've ranted or raved about it on this podcast before, but man, do I hate doing anything that has to do with cars. I hate it. I hate putting gas in them. I hate fucking getting oil changed. As I hate getting new tires. It is the worst. I can't stand dealing with car issues. It's not even an issue. It's just a standard thing, but it just takes... So long. Even when you go to the places that's supposed to be an in-and-out place, it takes forever. What I don't like, too, is I drive an older car. 
I drive a 2005. It's got 200, over 200,000 miles on it. Just went over the odometer this week. You know, I think it was either this week or last week. I went and finally hit over 200,000. I put over 170,000 miles on this car, dude. I had This thing is a trooper. It's been through thick and thin. It's hit a deer. The black hooded beauty, dude. She, She's a trooper. The day she goes, it'll be a very sad day for me. I will be very sad when I lose this car. But it'll be the end of an era, you know. It's been a good time. I've had this car for 10 years. That's a third of my life right now. <laughs> that's fu- That's a pretty good span for a car. That normally doesn't happen, you know. And and I know the, the you know, you've been with a car this long, you know. You know its faults. You know its, its kinks and its little things that get all messed up or what's going on with it. And that's why I don't like going to these oil change places, man. I go there and have these guys. I'm just like, I just want my oil changed. I'm like, okay. And then they got to check. But they have to go through their entire fucking inspection. I've even told them, hey, I don't want you to do the inspection. Just fucking change the oil. They're like, okay. Yeah, no, well, we can do that. Hey, you want to uh, test your lights? I'm like, we're not doing that. We're not doing the check. We, are, we just already established that. I just want you to change the oil. I know everything that's wrong with this car. Okay, they're quirks at this point. They're not. They're not. It's it's like when you're dating somebody for sure. Like after a while, they're no longer issues or red flags. They're just quirks. <laughs> it's a quirky car, dude. You know, of course the transmission fluids leaking a little bit. Of course there's a little bit of an oil pan dripping. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's just the quirk of it. You know. It kind of shits its pants as it goes down the road. That's what an old car does. So, I just can't stand that. I hate that they had to sit there. And then they're like, we're going to go through that. Also, well, one of your blinkers isn't working. I'm fucking well aware, bud. I've been trying to fuck with it for a while now. Luckily, the guy who was nice this time when I brought up the blinker thing, he was like, oh, you know, if you want to try to, like, figure it out for yourself, you can just try this. This might be a way to figure it out. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I'm not going to do it. I mean, that was the most helpful thing any of them have ever said about it when I've gone anywhere with it. Every other time, they're just like, oh, I know a guy you can send it to. I'm like, cool, I'm not going to make an appointment to do that. Okay, I'm not going to fix the one front blinker on this car. It's... 2023 right so this car is 2005 so this car is almost 18 years old there is is 18 years old at this point you know i'm not gonna do it (laughs) i'm not i'm done with it like i will not drop more than the oil changes at this point into this car as far as maintenance goes okay she's put up a fight you know but at a certain point, you got to stop paying the medical bills and pull the plug. <laughs> uh, that's dark, but it's true. You know, I'm on the lookout for a new car, and I'm trying to do that. And unfortunately, I picked a shit time to try to buy a new car. That's just the way it's going right now. All the fucking cars are getting sold and gone and all of the shit. It's a pain in the ass. And I make just enough money to want to get this. But, oh, what do you know? The prices of cars are just so different than a couple years ago that I can't really afford a nicer one. (sighs) Buying a car is like one of the most infuriating things in all of modern America. 
you know, if that's the biggest complaint I have, I'm doing pretty well in life is the fact that I'm trying to buy a new car. But every, even if you just like are trying to buy a get you from point A to point B car, just like a 10 or 10 year old car, if you wanted to buy like a 2010 car right now, just, you know, it's reliable and get you to and from someplace. Dealers and salesmen are the worst people to deal with. They just make it not a pleasant experience because you either get somebody who's too eager to want to try to do something or they just don't care for some reason if it's not a new car if they aren't selling a 2022 2023 for 25 30 grand they don't fucking care i mean it's very strange how much like you just get this attitude it's like oh you want to buy one of our cheaper cars well i don't care like i'll try to help you find something but whatever it's not a like to me this is nothing a nothing sale this doesn't help me that much it's like well, how about you establish a relationship with somebody and be a good salesman, and maybe then I'll come back when I can actually afford a newer car. You ever think about that? It's called establish a relationship. And the reason that the guy I'm talking about, he was just an older gentleman, an older gentleman, and, you know, he's not going to be in this game for that much longer. You know, he's probably thinking about retirement, so he's not worried about building relationships. you got to get a younger guy around your age so you can keep coming back and buying from him. Or gal, a younger gal. You just don't see many girls do or women doing like car salesmen or car saleswoman. You don't see many of them, which I'm. That's pretty strange. You don't see that because I know there are girls who are into cars, and I feel like that would be a more pleasant selling experience. I don't know. I think I'd buy a car from a woman a lot more. Uh, they bring up features and stuff. It's the reason. Uh, I like bringing my girlfriend when I go look at some of these cars I've been there because she thinks about questions I would never ask. I want a car so basic it's stupid. You could not have Bluetooth in it. You could not have uh, you could just it could have roll down windows like hand crank windows. That's what I'm doing right now. Everything else right now, anything I get's gonna be a huge upgrade, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I'm just like, to me, it's just I'm driving a space age car. Okay. I haven't had automatic windows since 2011, <laughs> okay? I don't know what it's like to drive a modern vehicle anymore. I get in, I get behind the wheel of my girlfriend's car, and it's like driving a fucking spaceship. I remember driving my dad's car, He and it was like a 2022, brand new. Yeah, or like a couple years old, not even, it wasn't a 2022, it's like a 2020, whatever, whenever he got it, right, it was like one or two years old, and it was like driving a fucking spaceship, I was like, this is so crazy, he had all these things that like automatically do stuff for you, like the automatic cruise control where it just slows down if someone's going too slow in front of you and it readjusts, and then once they get out of your way, you fucking speed back up again, I mean, you're basically... Almost a pilot in a fucking space, in an airplane at this point. It's so automatic with a lot of the shit. It's wild, though. It's wild. I don't know. I don't know. I got a new job, and now I want to get a new car. You know, I'm just trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know. And maybe some of you are looking to get a new job, you know. Maybe some of you are like, man, I don't like my job. Or I don't know if I do like my job. What am I doing? What am I not doing? Well, now I'll help you figure out if you do or don't like your job. Because that's what this week's article I found is about. It's called uh, Three Work Red Flags That Mean It's Time to Quit. 
not just resign quit guys so we're going to learn like what that is because i'm actually interested in this because i think some people us uh we do stay in jobs all too long i know i'm one of those people who can do that where i'll just sit in a position too long and i won't like try to improve myself and kind of just convince myself it's okay you just got to find the red flags and so let's take a look at this uh we've all been there gotten hired you're static uh things are new and opportunities seem endless you dry uh you dive into your work and tackle what's next to come while enthusiastically meeting colleagues in upper management your desk is full of welcome baskets coffees and your inbox is full of nice to meet you messages if only the interview process provided the realistic snapshot of what the workplace was really like if you're like me you found yourself in circumstances uh where this honeymoon phase is an organizational uh, uh, is interrupted by seemingly small events that grab your attention, whether that's leaderships missing other executives being uh, added uh, to an email chain that exhibits aggressive <laughs> language or witnessing signs of extreme burnout from colleagues. Feeling that a given job is the right fit can be silenced by conditions that were Aren't apparent through the hiring process. God damn, isn't that the truth? The amount of times you go through a it, it the hiring process is this the dating portion of a job, right? They're just putting on their best face, you're putting on your best face. Everybody's kind of padding the stats, talking about what they're capable of and what's going on. You're using fancy words that you would never use in an actual conversation to describe yourself as a catch. <laughs> Welcome to the hiring process. <laughs> you look up, you use the thesaurus to look up more words to describe your degree to make it fit. <laughs> huh, what, I mean, I could say I've uh, circumvented. <laughs> You've never used circumvented in a normal conversation ever. And if you did, your friends would call you out on it make fun of you okay <laughs> or efficient when nobody calls themselves efficient other than when they're in a goddamn work meeting okay uh these small signs aka red flags are can compound over time and ultimately drive work workers away the question lies in where you to draw the line how can you tell the pre until previously when you move from an opportunity before you're in too deep. Here are three red flags to uh, to identify and avoid uh, that you do not find yourself in the situation that is not aligned with your professional and personal uh, purpose, values, and goals. Number one, don't feel you don't feel value. Uh, not feeling valued is a serious red flag. Like this feeling can come in all kinds of circumstances, uh, but often we feel value when we are heard. Years ago, uh, way before the digital nomads became an industry standard, I was working uh, for a company in the West on the West Coast, and a family member of mine on the East Coast was dying. I needed to get to the East Coast, uh, work from home for a few weeks to be with my family hr responded if you're in a situation where you cannot be at your desk then we recommend you taking time off we cannot allow you to work remote damn that it, it, it's crazy how much that's changed like there i don't know what year they're talking about in this but that was a totally 
just normal thing that businesses would do for the longest time. If you needed to go somewhere for a shit ton of time, and like your PTO wouldn't cover it, uh, they wouldn't allow you to work from home, which is gonna or work remotely. And I don't see what the problem with that would be at all. You're still getting your work done. You're just asking. It's not like you're asking to do it full time. Uh, now people are. People want to work from home full time, constantly, which. It, understandable at this point if you can prove that you're still productive and stuff it's totally justified i i over the next couple of years you're going to see the statistics come out if the hybrid work schedule works better i would love to see uh in office versus out of office um productivity and it's it, i think you'd be shocked to see i know for myself personally i'm always more productive at home um i'm just getting more shit done i'm in a more relaxing easygoing environment and but i also get why people all want the collaboration with in person it can make life easier doing it that way but what do i know you know it'll be interesting to see but that was a totally typical corporate answer for those kind of situations and you don't have enough time off to to take off four weeks or wherever else that is going on with this person's life that's insane to, an insane ask uh, to me, uh, this undermined my decision-making as a member of upper management. As a person who knows and can handle what's on my plate and as a human being, how could a company blindly and willingly alter their views on remote working uh, for this circumstance? Uh, do they not trust that I would be working? How could they be so inflexible? By making me feel as if I was not trusted or understood, uh, then I knew I had to move on. Uh, to feel value, one must be heard, trust, and treat with res treated with respect. Fantastic email, uh, uh, frantic emails, off hours, unnecessary follow-up, micromanagement, unrealistic deadlines and expectations, completely de disregard of work-life balance and in this case utter disregard uh, for the unique personal needs are a red flag that can compound over time and lead to employees quitting yeah that's uh it, it if you're not selling if you're selling something that way at, at the beginning it's it's really hard to uh, deal with i know i definitely interviewed for a couple jobs in the past year where when they were talking to me, it was like they were like, no, like we're we're go get them all the time. Like you don't have to be available m most of the time. Like when we give you get a hold of you, you're gonna have to be able to kind of jump at the opportunity. I'm like, yeah, that's not no, I'm not looking for that at all. And which is good, they were at least up front with me. But like, I don't. There's companies that are like that. There, it's like, yeah, no, you just got to be able to put in the mo uh, the extra time. And I'm like, I don't have the time to do that. I got you. You got me for forty hours a week. That's plenty in my book. Okay, we don't need to do this. You know. Also, I don't. I do know they're they're just drawing from their own experience here. But I get that's not really being that you've not feeling valued there. I guess is how I wouldn't describe that story. It is that they just don't want to accommodate your special situation, which isn't feeling valued. It's just that they're trying to apply a standard across the board. Um, do I agree that they should be doing it that way? No, but I think you're reaching a little bit here. I don't know. Uh, you're tired all the time. 
uh, as a hobby, I'm an athlete, an amateur boxer. I spend a lot of time outside of work in the gym, and I know what it feels like to be tired. When training for a fight, you uh, you give it your you give it your entire physical being. Waking up at 5 a.m., training vigorously six uh, days per week on top of a typical five to, uh, nine to five certainly takes a, a toll. However, I know from experience that mental stress can pack just as strong as a punch, uh, and so can a draining job. Uh, there are time. There were was a time in my life where I would expected. I wake up exhausted and carry this heavy burden on my shoulders throughout the entirety of my day. I thought about my diet, my sleep, and my physical output. I identified where the exhaustion was stemming from. It wasn't until I looked at the situation more closely with help of therapists and meditation. <laughs> it's always therapy and meditation that breaks through on the other side there. That I recognized that the exhaustion was a result of uh, constant stress and lack of boundaries that I was experiencing at work. I was facing a complete and utter burnout. Uh, whether you're a parent balancing uh, family on top of work or a single person trying to keep it all together, when it starts to feel exa extreme exhaustion, it's time to take a step back and evaluate where it's coming from. Your employer doesn't encourage off time and lacks respect for your personal life and boundaries it could result in a burnout no one wants to find themselves in a situation where they are too tired to feel inspired and too stuck to make a transition uh, follow the physical signs of your body's telling you and listen to them yeah it's really easy to like shut off your body's signals of what you're trying to do it I am very guilty of that. I do that constantly where it's just, oh, no, no, that's just, no, nah, that's, I don't know what that is, but it's not that, and I don't need to listen to it. I just need to keep doing the normal shit I'm doing, and I just keep doing, 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 until you finally sit down and go, nah, dude, fucking, let's chill for a second, okay? Let's listen to what's going on here, and you got to do that. You got to stop and uh, take inventory of what your body is feeling sometimes, and that'll help you figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, let's see here. The third and final one, you're not learning anything new. That's right. If your bosses aren't being like teachers and teaching you stuff, then it's time to get the fuck out because they don't want to put any more into you. At one point in my career, I stayed at a toxic agency long enough to realize that I hadn't reached a point of no longer learning new skills. In fact, I was learning what not to do, which is still a valuable, but certainly not what I was looking for when I was trying to be my best self. In reality, most modern times, jobs must come with a mean with a meaning. They must uh, spark joy for you in some way or another, and often joy comes from learning a skill and exploring new topics that excite you. When you find yourself in a position where these points of interest are metaphorically sitting on, on a shelf collecting dust, it's time to get out. If you're not learning, then you're out overdue for something new. Yeah, uh, the learning stuff at a new job, is uh in is super valuable um especially if you're trying to build some kind of resume or build up and learn things it's it's tough to want to learn new things 
Uh, I know I find it very hard. I just always want to master whatever I'm doing first, um, and then and then I'll try to add on later. The problem is, is you can't master anything really. There is no real skill that you can completely go oh no i know this in like you can know it kind of but you're not going to know everything and it's easy to just so no 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 i'm going to focus on this uh you got to put force yourself into a new thing now and then to make yourself uh try to understand and be develop a new skill and it's hard to do it's hard to do I don't know. Anyway, well, hopefully that helped you guys if you're trying to get a new job and needed to know if you have if you're in a rut or you're stuck. But, you know, guys, while you're trying to figure out your life, you should head over to punninggame.com. That's right. Punninggame.com is where while you're trying to figure out your life, you can need some background noise. And that's where we have all the shows for you. We got Who Gives It F. We got this show, Not Worth the Time. We got The Empty Parlor and all our backlogs of all of our other shows that we've had on the network over the years. So go check all of them out. You guys will love them. Uh, and don't forget to head over to the Pun and Game Shop, guys. That's where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, all sorts of cool stuff to promote and help us here at punninggame.com. Just go buy yourself a nice hoodie. You'll enjoy it. You'll love it. And don't forget to use promo code NWTPOD. That's NWTPOD, and that gives you free shipping at checkout. So don't forget to do that. Um, and then head over to YouTube.com, Comic Wade Taylor, guys. That's where you can find uh, this show. Watch me read along in horror. Um, as you're like, man, this guy can't read for shit. And then you can also check out uh, the clips from not uh, who gives f, uh, clips from my stand up. You can catch my half hour wild horses on there. All sorts of cool stuff at Comic Wade Taylor on YouTube.com. Uh, so definitely check that out. Upcoming shows, guys. At the end of this month. Uh, February 26th, I'm going to be at Wise Guys Comedy Club downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, come out to that. That's going to be a fun show. Can't wait to do that. Can't wait to be back out in Salt Lake performing uh, at Wise Guys. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I'll probably be on some other shows uh, in town while I'm out there, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, so if you're trying to catch me uh, and you don't catch me on the 26th, uh, that's for sure happening. But if you are out there wondering where I'm going to be, uh, DM me, I guess, on uh, Instagram, you know, uh, Wade Taylor underscore WGAF. There's a link in the description. Just DM me, DM me on there, uh, and I'll let you know if I'm performing at someplace else and can get something worked out so you guys can come see me. Um, looking forward to those. Anyway, guys, this has been Not Worth the Time. I've been Wade Taylor. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl. I hope you have a fantastic next two weeks. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do.